What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Welcome back to this week's Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And this week, we're talking with Fab Giovanetti from Health Bloggers Community. And we're talking about, oh, so many things in this interview. You know, I just, I totally love doing this this podcast because I feel like although the guests have like one specific area of expertise and we can go deep and share so many tips, we also have such a wide range of experience that we can draw from. And so with Fab, we're talking about creating a second business. I know many of you have your core business, right? So we're being health coaches or yoga teachers or personal trainers or nutritionists or acupuncturists, but then you might have another passion on the side. So is it feasible to actually do two things at once? We really talk about this. How does Fab balance her workday? How does she actually make this happen? How does she deal with two websites and two social media presences? And, and is it even worth doing that? And why she chose to go down that road? We also dig into her health bloggers community, which I think is going to be really interesting to a lot of you out there, because I know if you're creating content, a lot of you are actually health bloggers, right? You're blogging about health and wellness. and so. We're talking about how she started that community and exactly what it is. And Fab has an awesome opportunity for all of you. I know a lot of you have been interested in guest posting and getting your content out to a wider audience. And that's actually what you can do within the health bloggers community. So Fab will talk to you about that too, in case you're interested in doing some guest posts and writing over there. But before we jump into this interview with Fab, I just want to remind you about my workshop that's coming up in London on December 6th. I am super excited about this. It's taking place at at Alternatives, right in central London, and we're going to be spending half a day together and talking about how to launch your online wellness business in 2016. So I'm going to be going over my digital marketing strategy on how you turn initial website visitors into paying clients, so the whole clicks to clients stream, and we're going to be talking about how you can make a marketing plan that's really going to work for your business and your life based on your goals for 2016. December's the time where we're all planning for next year to make it even better than this year was, right? And maybe fix those things that didn't work so well for us and really play a lot bigger in our lives and businesses next year. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about in this workshop. Plus, I am just really excited to meet podcast listeners in person. How awesome is that going to be? I know there's some of you coming already. So if you're going to be in London or if you can get to London on December 6th, I'd absolutely love to see you there. You have to book on the Alternatives website, but I've made a short link so it's easy to get to, which is at wellpreneuronline.com slash London. And of course, I'll link that up in the show notes so that you can easily click through because it'd be really great to see you on December 6th. Okay, now let's jump into this interview with Fab Giovanetti. Hi, Fab. Thanks for joining me on the show today. 
Hello, Amanda. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks. So I'm super excited that you're here because I really wanted you to share the world of having two businesses almost or two websites and to hear about your story and how you balance things. Because I think the motivation behind getting you to start both is something that a lot of people will be able to relate to. So thanks for coming on and sharing your story. No problem. It's my pleasure. Cool. So can you start off by just giving us a little background about how you got started online and what you started with? Okay, sure. So my name is Fab. And yes, that's a really good icebreaker. I am a business coach and that's how I started. I started about, it's been like a year and a half ago now that I think about it. And I started as a business coach, uh, or actually I would say like marketing and like press and kind of like that kind of jazz, more freelancing than anything, still having a full-time job. And then really, really kind of like adjusting everything. I knew what I was going to leave because of some financial problems within the company that I was working with, which means in a way I didn't really have a lot of like what I can see of people being really thinking about when to leave, how to find a bridge job. I just jumped into it and the universe kind of said, all right, you, you, you got this, which I'm really grateful for. I changed my business a lot, I'll be honest. So I have done, no, it was two years and a half ago, sorry. Cause then, you know, I've done like a, almost like a year a year of just coaching and I changed a bit and then I got more into the business side of it and then I added the health coaching side of it which I use also with my clients because there's a lot of mindset as a health coach and then I think it was I still remember the day so before I left my my job and everything a friend of mine told me that in London there was such a thing as a healthy community and I was like why don't I create one for fun because you know what's gonna happen you know what's the worst thing that can happen and I kind of like knew it was going to be work, but I didn't know how much, I guess. So I just kind of like put myself into like this by creating simply like a group and like a Twitter account. And that was that it was. And this was, you know, something that I call Health Bloggers UK. And within three months, we launched uh, doing a really cool event. And I changed the name in Health Bloggers Community. And I had a partner who now is not working with me anymore, but at the time, we worked together to develop the idea of the platform that is a health bloggers community platform. And basically, last this January 2015, we launched the platform and then she left and then now I am by myself. But it kind of like grew really organically until I think a couple of months ago, roughly like beginning of summer, when now everything in London is kind of like booming. And it's not booming now, it's just kind of like really racing. I think booming, it was a while back. And so I've just organically added it in and I had another third project that was going on, let's say like in the middle around January, December. And then in March, I dropped that project. I simplified, and when I mean simplified, I mean really streamlined my coaching, offering just one course and really simple kind of like one-to-one coaching, one session kind of style. And then I, I, I'm more and more leaning towards health bloggers because this is much more of a brand. You know, the coaching is part of you. You are your brand. The health bloggers for me is, you know, something that goes beyond me. And that is definitely something that we need to remember when we want to create something bigger. Mm, yeah. So you started with Be a Passion Junkie. Is that Was that your first website? Exactly. Yeah. And that's what you do your coaching through. And then this year, then you finally, you launched the platform for health bloggers community. Exactly. That was the timeline. So I'm curious, because I've been asking this question quite a bit recently. How did you, back when you just had your Be a Passion Junkie and you were doing coaching, how did you find your first clients? Okay. So there is a thing that I know, and the reason why I'm going on to this tangent is because a lot of people I know, you know, online businesses and, you know, 
groups and everything works really well for courses, I think. And, you know, a lot of online presence. But I would say three quarters of my clients, at least the free ones, because I at the time I didn't, I had a lot of like free clients because I, I wasn't, you know, I didn't have like a degree or anything on marketing. I was just really good at it. So I wanted to try with people. So there were a lot of friends. And my first client came after like, you know, meeting up with someone and then she needed me. And not all of my clients, especially there was a period in which people found me online really randomly through through groups. But it's been a lot of my recommendations and also me going out, which I love. I have a really bubbly personality and it's more likely that people are going to be working with me after they talk to me or they hear me because of, you know, the energy that I have. Then my energy is exactly what I bring onto the, you know, the table. And, you know, groups can be wonderful. I can do wonders, but it's such a saturated, even online, it's such a saturated market that you need a lot of interactions. And I am somebody who's really keen on asking questions. So my first clients came from, you know, free clients I converted into paying clients or just people that, you know, I met up with for anything. And then I just saw an opportunity without even meeting up for, for work-related reasons. So I've been, I always the kind of person who wants to understand how I can help others in any way, whether it's, you know, paying way or a free way. And that kind of helps when, you know, you gravitate around the right people. You need to gravitate around the right people. And I believe that you need to gravitate around the right people also offline as well as online, because you should not rely solely on either of those. I'm really glad you said that because I think people even if your your goal is to have a completely online business, that still doesn't mean that you have to find all of your clients online. Like we're all out in the world and why not? You can still work with people over Skype. You don't have to meet them in person, but don't limit yourself to just trying to find people through your website. So thank you for sharing that. Okay, so I can imagine you've got your be a passion junkie, you're coaching, you're going along, and then you get this idea for the health bloggers community. And I think a lot of people can relate to this because we all have, as creative entrepreneurs, have like a thousand ideas. And so how did you actually decide that this is something that you really wanted to go forward with? And kind of how did you, yeah, how did you get started with it? Well, as I said, it was literally a matter of me just wanting to do something for fun. And I think that, as you say, you're totally right. We're creative entrepreneurs. And that is like, a, that is our, our ruin sometimes, our curse, because that what happens is that what we think all the time is just like, oh my God, this is an amazing idea. I need to put it up. But there was a really interesting podcast that I listened to and this probably relates to the question that you asked. And is if you don't take action towards it within the, next, the first five minutes, then it means it's not a good idea. And it's, I, know, I know that it's funny because a lot of people say that, you know, you should write it down and then come back to it. And um, I find that for me as personally, what I did, I didn't do everything. Even if, you know, I'm learning and at the beginning I would have, but I learned not to jump into something and spend, you know, five months doing it and let go of everything else. What I simply did for me was just kind of like, you know, creating, I think it was a Facebook group first. No, I'm not probably the Twitter account. I just created a Twitter account. I left it there and I was like, okay, I just pinged this and then I, um, tomorrow or whatever, I'm going to get back to it and start playing with it. So I literally just started out with testing the waters. Like, as I said, no subscription, no expenses on my side, no commitment. I was just having fun. And that is the thing. A lot of us don't do market research. And even with coaching, market research is great. Even more so when you have a brand and a lot of us just don't think about it. Even if it's a brand that is not a product, you need to do your market research. You need to understand what people want. And, you know, that's what I learned with health bloggers and I might get into it later. So I say... See how eager you are to do this. If you're really eager to do this and you're eager to take one little step today in order to make it happen, 
then probably, you know, is something worth pursuing. And also remember that not necessarily because you're putting a lot of risk into it or a lot of money into it, it means that, you know, you're more likely to succeed. I'd rather you just do something really simple that allows you to get some content, some ideas, some people, some feedback that is really risk-free for you than just going, jumping off because everybody seems to do that. I'm just saying this because I'm, I'm seeing, you know, I've seen both the scenarios and I've seen how they've gone. I'd love it if you could tell us a bit about the market research that you've done or, or how you approach that. I think it was, it was again, like not even intended. It was definitely for me, the market research was simply having that to chat in the Facebook group, especially the Facebook group afterwards helped a lot because then I could ask people a lot of questions. I literally find out, it's like, okay, my business is a community. So duh, uh, of course you want to have a community of people you can talk to. But, you know, if you have a product based, then I would definitely think that something that can be go to an event where a lot of people are interested in. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about health. A lot of people are interested in, uh, let's say you want to open a gym, in workouts can be, so probably at another gym or another workout event, go there and talk to them. Or if not, go into a Facebook group and do that. Or if not, find your existing contact. Or if not, find your friends. And, you know, if not, make some friends that are interested in what you want to offer. And uh, ask people, ask questions, please do. And don't be scared of asking questions. I just put out a form, a survey yesterday on onto our uh, mailing list, you know, 1,100 people. And I was like, guys, what do you want to see next? How can we improve this? And I keep asking and I ask all the time and I ask personally and I ask my friends and they hate me sometimes. And so market research, that's how we started. And that's how it keeps going. I, I'm not going to stop my market research until this thing is done. So hopefully it's going to be a while. Cool. So when you were looking at starting Health Bloggers Community, and this is something that a lot of people struggle with, did you have that moment where you're like, should I put this under my own brand? Like, should it just be a community of be a passion junkie? Or do I need to start a separate thing? I think a lot of people struggle around that. So how did you approach it? I don't think I even thought about this. I think I was 100% sure that this I wanted it to be so big and um, so massive that I wanted it to be completely detached from me. And now it comes to reason for me. I am I'm a really driven person and I really believe in business. But at the same time, I think it's a really personal trait. So that's probably something that some people struggle more with. On a personal side, I see myself as, you know, the part and the founder of an amazing community can inspire millions and millions of people. And it wants to inspire like 10 millions of people in the next five years to, you know, inspire others with their health and grow the business and their passion. And this is what Health Bloggers does. With my coaching, I realized that on my side, and that's probably you know, why, where some people struggle, I just want it to be for me, not about the masses. I want it to be about personal connection with whether it is you know, 5,000 people or 10,000 people, that's great. But I'm still looking more into the personal connection. And also, as I said, I am, I'm a weird one because I'm driven, but I'm really a simple person. So I am quite minimalistic. I do a lot of my yoga. I need a lot of time for myself. I don't, I'm not an oversharer. So when you are your brand, there is a lot, you know, you have to either put the persona out there or put yourself out there and it can be draining. And so I realized that for me, my brand, I wanted it to be something that could be detached from health bloggers in this way. So my brand represent me, health bloggers represent them. Just as much as, of course, you know, coaching people is more about them than it is about me. But of course, the focus is about me as a person, how I can help them meeting their needs. Whereas health bloggers is for me, how can the product help them? So you really need to realize 
more than anything is the other thing that you're going to create, the other business that you want to shape. What is this going to be? How is this going to scale? This is really important, you know, really important. How is this going to scale? How much time is it going to take up? I know there are a lot of questions, I know, but as I said, I like to ask questions because once you know that, you will know, you will start to see in your head how much time, how much energy, how much you want to really put into something and some other thing. And of course you can cross them, you know, of course they're going to cross every so often. But for me, that was the right choice with the way I wanted to scale as bloggers, with the way I wanted to help people and also with the way I am as a person. You know, I've seen just from, I, I do loads of these quick 20 minute phone calls with people in my community. And I see all the time that people don't have a vision. And I think, and I'm glad you said that about that. You just have to ask all these questions and think, how does this fit in with me? How does it fit in with what I, What do I want to create? What do I want to create? Is it going to be massive? Is it going to be just for me? And being really clear about that, because I honestly believe we can create anything we want. It's just, you have to know what direction you're going, right? And so I think that it, it, probably you didn't struggle with that issue of what to do with it because you were so clear about what the vision was going to be, what it needed to become. Yeah, you're right. It is. I think it's just hard for me because I, I've never been in the situation where I never knew what I wanted to do next ever in my life. Because as you say, you know, we're so creative and you have so many ideas. So whenever I have an idea that I feel deep inside that it's going to work, I want to make sure that I know where I want to take it. I, I focus on one thing and one thing only for that thing that I'm working on. And that means that if I'm focusing on one thing, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best way I can. So take us behind the scenes a little bit with your, like your workflow or not your workflow, like how you decide what to work on. Cause I know having two websites, cause I've got, I'm in the same situation with two websites, two businesses. It can be hard sometimes. I think sometimes one, one demands more time than another, but you still want to keep them both going. And, and how do you negotiate that? Okay. As I said, it's really easy when you have the personal branding that is more, is much more flexible. Like, okay, I have I have a course that I want to fill in, but that's, that's about it. But I, you know, I choose the people I want to work with when it comes to my clients. So for me, I think, again, it all comes down to with the workflow. And then I can kind of like talk a bit about the actual workflow, but what it is. But it really comes down to how much I wanted to scale my businesses, which business I wanted to scale more. That, that was the way I did it. I know the health blog is, it is meant to be something massive. It has massive potential. It has inspired so many people already. I know that this is what I want to be known for. And I know this is what I want people to get inspired by more than anything else. So that was a really conscious decision. That, of course, when that came, it just wasn't just like, oh yeah, every fairy DP, I know this. So the universe is going to help making sure that this helps me financially and everything. I knew this because I also knew that I'm a really analytical person as well as a really kind of like spiritual person. It had such a great structure that it allowed to do so many things that will pay off financially, time-wise, and also kind of like, you know, connection-wise, that it was, you know, it's such a big structure that, you know, self-sustains itself. I've been working as a business coach for about one year, kind of like doing all right, and then health bloggers came in, and I was easily able to swap things around by having the coaching guy as a fun thing that I do with nice projects and a couple of clients a month without rushing it and having health bloggers as this massive thing that with the help from my team as well of course kind of works on itself so it's great so my workflow really came up to how much time do I want to spend on this because of how, how, how complicated the structure is you know if you, if you create a really complicated coaching structure for you where you have 
plenty of programs, plenty of courses, and then you're like, oh yeah, I want to create another business that is a product, then you, of course you're going to burn out because you need to be aware. And that's the problem with our life. People talk about mindfulness all the time, but they don't talk about being mindful in your business sometimes. Be mindful of what actually is behind your business. I know because I work with some startup or health bloggers, I know how hard it is to create a product, put it in the market, put it on a card or put it whatever you want. So don't underestimate the time you're going to spend on something. And that's how I just kind of like got my workflow. I just sell all the things that I had. I decided one that you needed to be simplified. The coaching got simplified because, as I said, for all the reasons that I said, I wanted health bloggers to grow as quickly as it is. And, and that helped me. It was all quite natural because I just followed my intuition as well as having a really clear picture of, you know, what I had in front of me. So you really have to have a clear picture of all the things that you are, all the responsibilities that you have, all the things that you have to do. Otherwise, if you just go for the intuition, it's going to be always like a, a roller coaster and can be timing. So would you say like on a weekly basis, do you like, do you alternate back and forth with what you're working on? Or do you have a day just for one? Or you just kind of, because the coaching's just fun, it just kind of takes care of itself. Okay, I would say 70% of my time is spent on health bloggers and then 30% is spent on the coaching. You know, I have things that I do for both of them, like newsletters, are, I take care of newsletters for both. Social media, now I'm taking care of for both, but because we're changing over people. So, you know, some things when they are kind of like together are just easier for me to do them, you know, one after the other. Because, you know, if I'm in MailChimp for more than I just do them together. I kind of know what my responsibilities are for my coaching. Like health bloggers as a problem, as I said, it's so complicated structure, so many things, so many ways to work with people, so many ways to make money as well. In a way, I love it because it's, you know, every day is different. You know, one day I need to help my brand manager. One day I need to, you know, train a new person who comes in because fast-paced companies and stuff. One day I need to have a meeting with someone. One day I need to have a phone call. Whereas the coaching kind of like grounds me because I'm like, okay, I have three or four things that I do all the time. I talk to my clients, I promote my new course, I maybe I create a webinar if I'm excited, I promote my blog posts, I write my blog posts, I engage with my groups, which I know it can sound a lot, but most of them, they, I do them together. So I know what I have to do with the coaching. So it's just a set of tasks and I have my passion planner, which I love. And in my passion planner, I just divide all the tasks and uh, I make sure that, you know, each week I know what I'm doing. But I literally just kind of like stripped down the coaching side of it so that I'm not thinking about time with it. I'm just thinking about the tasks. Whereas health blogging is really hard for me to uh, plan which task I will have to work on because I am the founder and I am the responsible person. But at the same time, I have a lot of people who work with me. So I need to be able to be flexible. So tell us what the Passion Planner is. Passion Planner is an amazing planner that... The reason why I really like it is because it's got everything. It's got what, you know, what's going on every day. So what happens every day, like meetings and podcasts and fitness and whatever you want to put in. It has a monthly overview. It has a free, every three months, you kind of like reassess your goals. But what I really like, which kind of like sounds a bit, you have this, it's a massive planner. And then the reason that the thing that I like is about like 10 lines is the 10 lines of the to-do. That the to-do list is not big is a really, I think it's about 10 spots. And I don't have it in front of me, but I think it's about like 10 or something as well. There's not much. And I could, you know, okay, maybe I cheat a bit and maybe I add one at the top at the bottom, you know, when you kind of scribble. But I think I managed to make it around like maybe 12 tasks a week because I am really efficient. So that's the reason why I love the Passion Planner is because 
you know, to-do list, even if I write it down, I will keep writing and jotting down things that I have to do. Whereas with the passion planner, I kind of like force myself to fill in those gaps and those gaps only. And that's what I'm going to work on. So that is why I really like it. I also got plenty of, you know, inspirational quotes and, and challenges and stuff. But I'll be honest, my favorite thing is just to be able to be a bit of like a my weird OCD person and adding all the things in there. Awesome. Cool. I'll link that up in the show notes so everybody can go check it out and maybe get one. So Fab, can you share with us some of your favorite tools or systems or things that you use to get be productive and get your work done? Absolutely. That's my favorite topic. Okay. When it comes to how people taking their time back, one thing that I know people struggle a lot with is social media for plenty of reasons. And uh, my favorite tools are, are right now. Okay. Let me talk about two. One is more generic. You can use it for both products or brands. Let's call it brands and coaching. The other one is more for brands, I think, because it's, it's not a massive investment, but I think that for you as a coach, I think it will be probably a bit too much. So one is Buffer, and that is great for coaching and brands alike. The reason why I like Buffer, which we probably all know Buffer itself, but I like it because there are so many things that you can do. It's not just about like the scheduling, the normal scheduling, but you can go through your past scheduling, schedule posts and re-buffer them, which is kind of like gold. I also prefer it to Hootsuite, which is kind of similar, not just because you have Pinterest, but I think also Hootsuite is playing on that. But it's because it's so user-friendly. I'm a really UX person. I like when things look nice and easy to use. So that is a biggie for me that I really like. I also like Schedulegram, which I always pronounce wrong because it's written weirdly. So I don't know if it's Schedule or Schedulegram, but... That is a, like a powerhouse and it kind of helped us reaching almost 20K on, on Instagram in about three months, which is great for health bloggers. The reason why I'm saying it's good for brands is a small investment. But I mean, we post five times a day with health bloggers, depending on the, the day, of course. But, you know, in a good day, we post about five times a day. That definitely boosts, whether you like it or not, your, um, your social media. So Instagram is a great tool for anybody who has a brand as it is, rather than, you know, coaching or anything. Coaching can be good. Brands is just gold mine right now. So Schedulegram is amazing. I mentioned the Passion Planner. I think I'm trying to think, because there's so many tools that I use and sometimes it just kind of got me crazy. Also, CoSchedule is really nice. And this is for people who create a lot of content. And course, schedule is great because it allows you to schedule social media posts within the blog post that you're writing. And I really like that. It definitely can help, especially if you produce a lot of blog posts. And again, this is amazing for brands. If you know if you have other people or contributors or people who want to have publications, it's course, schedule is great. I use it with my team and it definitely helps you know me and helps us making sure that everything is scheduled right and proper. Awesome. Thank you. And just to wrap it up, how about a book recommendation? Because we all love like a new inspiring book. Oh, gosh. Book recommendation. Wait a second. Okay. Just because it's in, in topic with what I do as a coaching, I call myself the time hacker. So I like to pack the time. And I'll be honest, without Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, I wouldn't have been able to hack my time as well as probably I, I did. Now, I also implemented it with my strategies, but definitely that book helped me a lot. One thing that I want to say just about the book is that it's a great book. It's an old book. So a lot of things probably have changed. And also he said it as well in his podcast that things have changed for him as well. What I really like about it though, is that it has a really, it is really stripped down because it's four hour work week. So it's really stripped down. And I think that if you go all way in it, 
then it will definitely help you just, you know, taking a step back and of course adjusting it for you. But it really challenges you also on a kind of like of a mental level, trying to do really funny challenges to kind of like put yourself out of your comfort zone. So it's a really 360 book that I would recommend. And it's so easy to read and it's so quick. So definitely read that. Awesome. Thank you. I love, love, love that book. And I've definitely talked about that on the podcast before. I remember I read it, gosh, year when it first came out, when I was still well in my corporate job, and it just totally opened my eyes to the possibilities. So that's an awesome recommendation. Thank you. So tell us where people can get in touch with you if they'd like to work with you, or of course, if they'd like to be involved in the health bloggers community. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the chat. It was really, really nice. I really enjoyed to be in other people's podcasts. And I really value all the time that you put in it, probably because I have one myself. So <laughs> I really wanted to thank you for this opportunity. When it comes to my places, so you can definitely find me at www.fabgiovane.ti. That's Fab Giovanetti, which is my name, dot com. F-A-B-G-I-O-V-A-N-E-T-T-I is a funky name. And that's where you can find all of my stuff. You can find resources. You can find uh, ways to work with me, the coaching programs that I have. You can find my course that is open and that is probably going to be open at the time you listen to this podcast. It's probably going to be open again in November because it's probably going to be just started. So I'll go and check it out. And if you want to join the health bloggers community as either like, you know, a free blogger, or if you want to join us with our courses and our live calls and plenty of opportunities, you can do that by going to healthbloggerscommunity.com slash join. That's where you can find all the information about what the community is about, what we can provide for you, you know, work from working with brands. If you want to, you know, expand your blog to actually taking your blog business to the next level, monetizing it, anything else, and also connecting with a really nice bunch of people. And we also encourage people to submit their articles. So it's a really it's a really nice way to actually share your story. So if you have a really good story to share, please, please do it with us because we would love to hear that. Awesome. Thank you. And everybody out there listening, that's like an amazing guest post opportunity just dropped into your lap. So <laughs> for everyone out there listening, if they've been thinking, oh, I should really, you know, dip my toe in the water and, and start writing on other larger sites. Thank you, Fab, for extending that as an offer because that would be, that's really cool. No problem. It's my pleasure. And yes, please do so. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today, Fab. And we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I love the rest of your day. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I hope you're feeling really inspired to take massive action in your wellness business this week. And I would love to hear from you. I'm playing really big on Instagram right now, and that's where I'm hanging out most of the time. So if you're not connected with me there, you can follow me. I'm at Wellpreneur on Instagram, and I'm sharing several times a day. Well, I'm trying to share several times a day. I'm sharing a behind the scenes look at the podcast and my business. I'm sharing digital marketing advice, some awesome travel photos and inspiration, and of course, some motivation and some business tips. So anyway, all that's happening over on Instagram. And if you hop over and connect with me there, definitely leave a comment or send me a message so that I know you found me through the podcast. We'll have a fantastic week and I will see you back here next week with the next episode for even more inspiration and education and motivation for your wellness business. Have a great one. Thank you.